A student has been suspended from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his classmates, and volunteers have been offered $4,500 to be infected with the coronavirus to find a vaccine. And the people have spoken. Hawaiian pizza has been voted off the menu at a Montreal pizza chain. These are the weird stories for Thursday. This is Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy, recording from Los Angeles, California right now, where it is raining buckets. You might hear a little bit of that in the background. I apologize for that, but I'm bringing you some weird stories today. Nonetheless, rain or shine, Weird AF News, here we go. A student has been suspended from school for selling squirts of hand sanitizers to the classmates. Suspended for being a CEO? Come on now. As the coronavirus panic reaches a fever pitch and the World Health Organization officially calls it a pandemic. I think I pronounced that right. Is it pandemic or pandemic? I don't even know what it means, but it sounds awful. Some people have taken advantage of this. They've taken advantage of people's anxiety and they've made a quick buck. This includes a teenager in the UK who was sent home from school for the day for selling squirts of hand sanitizer to his friends at Dixon's Unity Academy in Leeds. Well, it sounds to me like he's learning a lot from his business classes, if you ask me. That education is going, is going to good use. If I'm his parents, I'm very proud. Way to go, son. Way to use your education to make a quick buck. Jenny Tompkins posted her son's money-making schemes on Facebook, in fact. She was very proud. It amassed nearly 200,000 reactions and 100,000 comments, much of which praised the entrepreneurial savvy. Quote, very hard to discipline this behavior when his dad phones him from work to call him a freaking legend, Tompkins wrote on Facebook. Oh, I see. All in all, he made just over $11 from his little scheme after selling each squirt for 64 cents. 64 cents. Where did he come up with this number, I wonder? It's very specific. And were kids really like doling out pennies for 64 cents a squirt? What are the proceeds going to be used for, you're wondering? I'm wondering. Uh, higher education, I assume. Uh, maybe he's going to buy some, uh, kick it up a notch and buy some masks and then sell those and then buy some bio suits and then sell those and then buy some um, end of the world uh, zombie apocalypse kits and then sell those because you know the paranoia is going to go there. <laughs> you know that's going to happen. Uh, well, anyways, Tompkins, you know what he bought with the money? A bag of Doritos. Yeah, look at this kid. He just wanted some Doritos, okay? He plans to buy kebab with the rest of the cash. <laughs> kebab. <laughs> Very specific. Maybe he's going to open up a little kebab truck. We don't know. This kid's on his way to like some major entrepreneurial feats. Clearly, I assume he's going to open up a food truck eventually uh, that'll also sell uh, coronavirus-related <laughs> whatever. Uh, a reminder at the end of this article. It says, a reminder to everyone. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention prefers plain old hand washing with soap and water, which eradicates all the germs instead of hand sanitizer. Uh, yeah, I guess the little kid didn't get the message, though. He would have been offering to wash people's hands for them in the bathroom for two bucks, I'd imagine. That could be the next thing he does. What do you think? This, this kid's a jerk taking advantage of a pandemic? I don't know. Um, I think he's quite, he's, he's quite crafty, to be honest with you. You got to give it to him. Look, he's not making people do what they don't want to do. Okay, people need hand sanitizer. He's just providing it, 
and they, he, he's providing it in a place, who knows, maybe the school doesn't let the kids bring the sanitizer to school or something. Like, that could totally be a thing. Please don't bring hand sanitizer to school. All right, so maybe he's, maybe he's doing it on the down low, giving people little squirts for some money. Therefore, he's also taking a risk. He could get in trouble because he's not supposed to bring it to school. Look, I'm just trying to formulate a world where, you know, what he's doing is, it seems okay. But in the, in the grand scheme of things anyways, to me, it seems okay. He's just making a little money. He's providing a service. So what? So what? You think, he, you think the kid ought to be suspended? I highly doubt it. You know, these schools, it's so funny because they want you to – they want you to be crafty, right? They want you to have some sort of business spirit, right? This is what they're trying to create our our future leaders and our future business leaders, right? And then they punish a kid for being a business leader. I don't understand it at all. Maybe I'm, I'm – then again, I'm not a parent, so I don't know. But I think that this kid uh, should not have been suspended. What do you guys think? Call the show, 646-450-2012. Please do it and leave me a message in an English accent. Thank you. Volunteers have been offered $4,500 to be infected with coronavirus in order to find a vaccine. In the race to develop a vaccine for the spreading coronavirus, scientists in Great Britain are looking for 24 brave volunteers. Uh, London is looking for volunteers willing to be injected with the OC43 and 229E strains of the coronavirus as part of research in the development of a vaccine. Now, you should know these strains are far less serious than COVID-19 strain currently spreading across the world, giving them similar res- uh, respiratory symptoms, though. Volunteers selected for the program will be compensated to the tune of $4,500, uh, according to the media. Volunteers will be kept in isolation and on a restricted diet for two weeks with no exercise or physical contact, no physical contact with any other people or persons. Yes, get paid to have the coronavirus. Not exactly. I mean, it's a it's a related strain, so you don't actually have it. Um, this the plans still need to be approved by the UK's Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Agency before the testing can begin. But if you're interested in participating, and you have to happen to be over there. Hey guys, do you guys want to just get a little dose of uh, the virus a little bit? Go to flucamp.com. F L U camp.com. This sounds like it just did an advertisement for flu camp. I totally didn't. This is just a weird story that I thought I would do. Uh, apparently also researchers in Seattle have also begun recruiting healthy volunteers to participate in a clinical trial for a vaccine developed by the biotech company Moderna Therapeutics. The vaccine trial is expected to launch by the end of April. It'll take about 14 months, but the volunteers in this one don't need to be quarantined, and they will get about $1,000 in total. Uh, so you got one on for $4,500. you got to be quarantined. you got $1,000 in Seattle. No need to be quarantined. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought maybe my listeners needed, you know, you guys maybe needed some extra bucks, so... <laughs> Maybe much. Maybe you felt like getting a virus for the weekend. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the strange stories that are coming out of this virus. Um, I, I figured I would just do some of them. Um, uh, I once was so broke that I actually thought of uh, doing one of these clinical studies. You know, where you kind of just become someone's guinea pig for a couple weeks. Yeah, I considered doing it because, you know, I read a story about a filmmaker that I really admired. In order to fund his first movie, uh, he put himself into one of these really long-term studies on, I don't know what it was, um, cigarettes or heroin. I don't know. I don't know. And then, But anyways, he made like $8,000 and then uh, for being a guinea pig. And then he, he made his first movie and then he went on to, you know, make so many more and be very successful. Uh, his name is Robert Rodriguez. Uh 
and uh, you can read all about that in his book. Uh, it's Rebel Without a Rebel Without a Camera or something. It's got Rebel in it. Anyways, great book. Uh, but I thought I might do that. Here's an instance where you could do it right now, though, with the coronavirus. So if you, if you guys, hey, look, and I'm just giving you some ways to make money off the virus. All right, you can sell some hand sanitizer at your workplace on the side. Uh, maybe you could buy up all the toilet paper right now that's in a local store, and then you know flip it for a little bit of cash, or you know donate your money to this uh, study coming out of Great Britain and uh, make a little money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to get you to make money off the virus. Look, at it's a a scary situation out there, right? I'm just trying to bring some light to it uh, a little bit anyways. Uh, Okay, please forgive me. (laughs) The people have spoken. Hawaiian pizza is now off the menu at one particular pizza chain. Quebecers are reeling in the aftermath of a contentious and almost evenly split referendum on the fate of pineapple pizza. Montreal's Baccaro Pizzeria chain was receiving some mixed messages about a Hawaiian pizza that it had on special, that it decided to put a poll to its customers on whether the contentious topping should remain on the menu. The results were very close, but ultimately the pineapple naysayers took the day with 53%. And thus, the tropical fruit has been banned from this pizzeria. The people have spoken, says Thomas Mule, co-founder of Beccaro. So we have we have to take it off the menu. And then, you know, maybe there'll be another referendum in four years. (laughs) Wait, four years. Despite what its name suggests, Hawaiian pizza is a Canadian invention. I didn't know that. Did you know Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada? Uh, It probably started with like the Canadian bacon on the pizza with the pineapple. And then because, you know, they put Canadian bacon with pineapple. It's super good, by the way. And then it's kind of then it probably came to the States and they changed it to ham. Uh, that's my guess. Anyways, I'm not a I'm not a pizza historian by any means. I don't even know if that position exists. I imagine it does. And it's probably the greatest job in the world. Um, but I'm just that's my guess. So the late Sam Panopoulos, an Ontario, an Ontario restauranter of Greek heritage, is believed to be the first person to throw pineapple slices on the pizza pie in 1962. Oh, alongside bits of ham and bacon. Panopoulos told the media once, Nobody liked it at first, but after that, they went crazy about it. Panopoulos, who ran several restaurants across southern Ontario, died in June 2017 at the age of 82. Oh, the man that invented pineapple pizza. Isn't it funny that his last name sounds like pineapple? Panopoulos. Is that pineapple in Greek, by the way? I'll bet it is. He was meant, this was his destiny, to invent pineapple pizza, clearly. But what? People don't like it. That's the problem. Like, it's a very, the article says it again and again, contentious. Yes, it's a very contentious pizza topping. Uh, me, myself, I'm, I'm crazy about it. I have no problems with pineapple pizza. I quite love it. What I prefer even more than pineapple pizza, uh, pineapple in, what am I saying? Hawaiian pizza. Uh, I love what I like more than Hawaiian pizza is a little bit different instead of the ham I like the bacon I really like the bacon I don't know if you can still call that Hawaiian pizza um, I call it pineapple and bacon pizza um, it's quite similar but I, I find the bacon to be better um, but I do love Hawaiian pizza in general do you guys enjoy the Hawaiian pizza call the show and let me know I'm, I'm interested do you like any other weird toppings on your pizzas like anchovies and crap like that I'm not into it what about skittles huh what's the vote on that uh, well apparently Montreal is thumbs down on the Hawaiian. Um, 
and, and you could get broken up with over this Hawaiian pizza. People feel very strong about it. You know, you get yourself into a relationship, then you order delivery, and then it's like, hey, I didn't know you ate pineapple pizza. I didn't know you were one of those people, one of those pineapple and bacon Hawaiian pizza eaters or whatever the hell. Uh, this guy, uh, wait, let me see here. Panopoulos, um, you know, he really spread the Hawaiian pizza all across the world, this guy, um, which is amazing. I've, 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 been, I've never spread anything around the world except for some uh, bad podcasts, <laughs> some ridiculous stories and, and pretty bad singing from, from what I've heard. <laughs> this guy should be proud. He's no longer with us, but yeah. What do you guys think about Hawaiian pizza, though? Do you, do you, really, really, I want to know what, what you think of it. Call the show. And do you think that this is something that you, if we put to a vote in the States, do you think people would f- vote it down? I feel like people, there's so many people in the U.S. that don't like Hawaiian pizza that it, it also would be voted off the menu. That's just my opinion from the feedback that I get whenever I order a slice. People are like, they look at me like I just shot their dog. I'm like, hello, what's wrong with this? This is, it's, I guess it's the principle of fruit being on a pizza rubs people the wrong way. Not to me, though. Not to me. But, but then again, I'm, I'm weird. I like weird shit. Yay! Hey, what's up, weirdos? Thanks for reaching out to the show, those of you ha- who have done so, to welcome me back home to L.A. Appreciate that. Got a lot of messages on my Instagram, which you can also follow, at Funny Jones. One of, one of which is from uh, Percy. I want to give a shout-out to Percy from San Bernardino, who's been a long-time listener of the show. Uh, Percy wanted me to give him a shout-out and a little promotion, so I figured, why the hell not? Uh, he says he and his, one of his nephews cosplay concerts and stuff. Check out our stuff, he says. Maybe a shout-out if you like it. Our shenanigans are at S-P-I underscore D-O-O-L, at S-P-I Duel. Um, Percy and his nephew, fans of the show, doing their thing in San Bernardino. I love my SoCal listeners. I don't, I don't get very, very many fans in the SoCal of the podcast. Usually um, my fans in SoCal have seen me do stand-up, and they like that. Um, so I'm always happy to get a podcast listener from SoCal reaching out to me. It's so dope. Also got a new Patreon. Oh my God, a new patron. Patreon? New patron on the Patreon. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to give some love to Amy, uh, who joined the patron. Um, very, very grateful. Amy, I so appreciate you joining. It's made me feel so good, so warm and fuzzy inside. It makes me feel so warm on a rainy day. Go figure. I don't know how that works, but yeah, because I'm so pleased. And uh, Amy and I had some interaction on Instagram, and then she went and joined the Patreon. I just so appreciate that. Please, Amy, take advantage and enjoy the extra content you're going to get on the Patreon, including over a, a, a full day of extra bonus episodes. A full day. Like, you could listen for like probably like 28 hours of bonus episodes. And on the bonus episodes, it's not just me. There's another comedian or a friend doing it with me. And a lot of times they're funnier than me. Um, I admit it. Thank God they don't have a daily weird news show. Wow, I would be so put out of business because they're so much funnier than me. Uh, yeah. Who else? We got some other people who reached out to me. Let me give another. Hold on. No, no, that's about it for now. I'm going to get organized, though, and publish some calls. And I give some more shout-outs on tomorrow's Florida Friday episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, because uh, it's the end of the week, and you know what happens. Feel free to send me some Florida articles to funnyjones at gmail.com. Also, call the show if you feel like it's 646-450-2012. And then uh, on Twitter, it's at Funny Jones, and Facebook, it's Comedian Jonesy. And you'll notice I've been putting up some photos on uh, on these social platforms about uh, mostly my travels. And uh, But I'm back in L.A., and it's good to be here. And I appreciate you guys listening to the pod. Please subscribe and like it if you haven't. Uh, maybe leave me a review. 
that's kind of helpful, especially if you're listening on uh, Amazon, your Alexa, or uh, your iPhone, because I could I could really use Amazon reviews and iTunes re- reviews. The Amazons especially because I have such a bad rating on there. <laughs> I think I'm like under four, so that, that's out of five. I'm under four. I'm like three five. 3.5, because people just on there just do not like Weird AF News. I don't know why. Um, so I've gotten some bad, review, bad reviews. I mean, I get why. I mean, They're like, this isn't very professional. What the hell do you want, all right? I'm not NPR. <laughs> Last I checked, this isn't Dateline NBC, okay? I'm not a professional newscaster that actually has an education, all right? I'm just some comedian recording in a little dingy apartment in L.A., all right? So, like, slow your enthusiasm a little bit, all right? Um, anyways, yeah, you, it would really help me if you guys left Amazon reviews because, uh, like I said, n- not doing well on there. But Or don't leave a review. Just listen to the show and tell a friend. That would be super helpful. I'd appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Tomorrow, Florida Friday, we will see you then.